It's a beginner's corner today. I was on an interview on Facebook Live, Answers Network, LA Talk Radio. The host is Alan Cardozo, who did a very nice job of getting us to the basics of Medicare, why it's so confusing. Let's just get right to it. Oh, before I forget, I'll be in Nashville talking to the Ace Academy, the high end of wealth managers around the country. You can actually see the slides of what I'm going to say in Nashville. For paid subscribers to the Substack, go to jo.substack.com. There's a free and paid version. You can get your updates on many financial matters right in your inbox. The new edition of Maximize Your Medicare is already available in ebook format. The paperback edition is coming out within a month. Medicare is complicated. There are penalties. There's new terminology. All of that is addressed. Most importantly, the fact is that you need a consolidated strategy. There are important nuances all throughout the book. Any single one of them can totally change your configuration or what's best fitting for your situation. There's lots of information in the world. There are tons of commercials. You get lots of mail. There are videos on here on YouTube. The fact of the matter is, I don't love that approach because of the fact that something can get missed. The official website to the book is www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to stay up to date. The Medicare system is going to change. It evolves. It has evolved over the 10 years that I've written Maximize Your Medicare. Jay, welcome to Answers Network. Ellen, my privilege to be here today. So uh, let's first start with, um, you know, we, we realize that this is your profession. Um, at what point did you decide it was time to write a book about it? Quite early on, Alan, the reality is, is that people misunderstand health insurance generally. And then on top of that, they misunderstand Medicare, which is just a nuance. It is a variation of health insurance. And most importantly, misfit, misplace its importance in the role of financial planning as a overall topic, meaning that insurance, health insurance, Medicare misunderstood as far as how it works, what they can do, what under their control and then how it fits inside their general financial plan, whether or not they are middle at every, and this happens at every age division. It just so happens that Medicare affects so many over 60 million Medicare beneficiaries nationwide. You know, one of the, when I was going through and reading more on the topic to prepare for the show, uh, and I don't remember the statistic and you may know, but um, apparently uh, the largest, uh, the largest reason for filing bankruptcy now is um, medical costs. Is is that correct? Or yes, I think that that is accurate. Yeah. Uh, and some of that is not avoidable, of course, which is that the systematic healthcare costs very high in the United States. That said, proper selection of health insurance could 
potentially reduce a lot of that if they poss possibly understood exactly how it worked. And in Medicare, very, very important because you don't need to have a crystal ball to understand that as people age, the likelihood of requiring healthcare services increases dramatically. Well, I, I love the fact that you've combined financial planning <laughs> with our, our, um, our, our medical system, which again, as I said in the beginning, that I think is, is severely broken, but it's not as if we're going to be able to fix that tomorrow. So to, to have someone like yourself out there that can explain a little bit about how we can plan for things a little bit better so that we don't find ourselves part of those statistics that are either filing bankruptcy or just you know unable to get the coverage that we need. Um, I know one of the things that you mentioned in the book that talks about uh, timing and stuff as far as enrolling in Medicare, and apparently there are penalties and stuff if you don't enroll either timely or properly. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure which is I would tell the public that Medicare has unparalleled flexibility, unparalleled, meaning that the options and the rights for the Medicare beneficiary enrolling are almost entirely in the buyer's favor, the consumer's favor. That all said, there are a number of different pain points. One of them you mentioned, which is the fear of late enrollment penalties. Now, you and I are not going to settle or adjudicate fairness, whether yeah. or not this is fair or not. But like I said, that has a lot to act that people don't understand the basic mathematics of that way that insurance as a financial instrument works, meaning that those persons who are insured but do not file claims ultimately pay for those who are required to file claims because of illness, car accidents, same difference in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, Medicare is like you pointed out, it does have as a result of the fact that it has these unparalleled rights and options, there are rules and these rules are technical in nature. And, it, and when I said that consumers, that the rights and options are in the buyer's favor, the part I need to add is the correctly informed consumer has those rights and options. The incorrectly informed will have penalties. And not only that, they will, they will reduce or limit their flexibilities, which are there in writing. These are contracts. The sellers have no choice but to follow those, the terms of a contract, just as if you filed, um, if you had a contract with any other service provider, the insurance companies will follow as the rules dictate. That said, the rules are complicated and frequently misunderstood. Okay, so um, for, for our listeners, and let's say that, that, uh, that I'm calling you now and mm -hmm. saying, hey, I'm turning 65 this year and uh, and so I want to register and I want to avoid penalties and such. Uh, and, and also for any of our viewers or listeners, you know, this can also be their parents, you know, that are, sure. that are turning 65. Um, you know, what is it, you know, what's the first thing that you advise them to do 
and what are some other things that, uh, that can be very helpful so that they can avoid some of these pitfalls? Well, the first day that you can enroll or apply for Medicare begins three months prior to the month that you turn 65. So for example, if you're born on August 15th, Medicare's coverage date begins on August 1st and your first day to apply with the Social Security Administration would be three months prior to August 1st, which is May 1st, which just gotcha. happened a few days ago. And it's important to have these steps completed as rapidly as possible so that you can think through the many different steps. The tricky, the complicated, one of the complicated parts about Medicare is while the rights and options are in your favor on your decision, there are simply, there are a number of steps that need to be completed first. One of them is to be correctly under enrolled in the federal Medicare system. And these days with the pandemic and, and staffing stresses at Social Security Administration, this has proven to be a challenge. And this is actually something which has gotten worse to be candid with you since the outbreak of the pandemic. So now when, when you say that, um, that, that that can be a problem, um, so if somebody applies and they're, you know, again, you know, a couple months before, whatever, uh, are you saying that the federal government's lack of, of ability to perform promptly could cause them to be in penalty because they didn't get something incorrect? Or it, in other words, it, it, it seems ridiculous, but it sounds like um, if they're backed up and it, and it causes you to be late doing something, um, and again, I know, I know we can't you know, worry about fair right now. How does that work? Well, ultimately, this will be in your favor, meaning that, for example, you have applied using a form, a physical form. It gets lost. Mm -hmm. For example, if you've kept mm -hmm. copies and records, right, and now it is now September fifteenth, will they backdate to August first correctly? If you have evidence that you had actually attempted to enroll during the time frames, the answer is yes. I'm confident of that. That doesn't right. reduce the amount of stress that you right. will have because right. you're not fully sure about your status. So it's not a question about if you follow the rules that ultimately it comes into your favor. The answer to that is yes. That said, there are still more steps to complete. Gotcha. And then there's the stress and whether or not you've gone through the vetting of your options. Gotcha. Um, so in going through your book, I saw something called uh, Medigap. Um, explain a little bit about what Medigap is versus um, Medicare Advantage. Sure. And if we just step back just for okay. a moment, Alan, I, I try to describe to everyday people, the federal Medicare card is kind of like a very, very good chassis to a car, meaning that you've got the basic construct of a car that said it may not have all the safety features. And in order to get the safety features, there are different price points and different characteristics. And you've just mentioned the two largest groups of dealing with the fact that you've got a chassis, but it's an incomplete chassis. Medigap is one of those 
which is a standardized set of plans lettered A through N, which describes one approach towards dealing with the safety features that you might want to have. Now, did, does your company um, provide this? In other words, is it, and, and I think I mentioned before we came on, I've gotten um, just hundreds of, of solicitations, either, mm -hmm. either in regular mail, in email, in text message, um, you know, of people saying, you know, you know, use me, you know, you're, you're coming up on that date, use me. Right. And uh, is this like a, is it a one-stop shopping thing to where there is a company or is your company one to where you go to and say, okay, I'm there, you know, what do I do next? And, and is, do they just take it and run with it? Or, you know, what is the, you know, where do we go from here? I mean, this is exactly part of the problem that you're, you're explaining is, is that for those of us that haven't been through this, um, and I mean, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, is that something you guys handle? Yeah, yes, it is. So GH2 Benefits is a full service broker towards that end. Mm -hmm. Clients around the country, different age, different health and financial situations. Someone calls, sends us an email mail at least to start the process and that call is of course always zero and for medicaid persons let me just say and it's a very important part of mm -hmm. the way the gh2 benefits works is a medicaid person never has a fee never ever wow the for most persons also if it's a simple matter of enrollment assistance also there is no fee so the reality is, is, and by that same token, I'm not going to say that we are the only firm that suggests that it can do this, right? There are many. That all said, it's a question about whether or not they understand or I understand your situation, personal, health, priority list. In addition to that, what's your financial situation, what it fits your budget. So I said, we have a number of options. I didn't say that money is no issue. It's always an issue. Sure. I, and, I, and so you've got to fit the right combination of what you need inside a personal priority set, inside where their access to their healthcare providers to minimize the overall cost. And again, ultimately Medicare and health insurance being one part of the financial planning toolbox, if you will. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things I, <laughs> uh, uh, I recently had an issue with my house, um, to where there was a flooding. So I had to go stay in a hotel. Well, I, I don't have regular television in my home, but in a hotel there was television. And one of the first things that I noticed was every other commercial seemed to have a, um, a celebrity from yesteryear that would right. come on and tell sure. you, tell you, go to this site, check this out. And they kept talking about, you know, uh, you know, parts A, part B, part D, and, and um, what are these things? And, uh, and, and my thought, the way my mind works is I looked at that and I thought, well, wow, somebody must be making some money off of this if they can afford to pay a celebrity and pay for airtime on television. 
you know, th there must be something happening here, but I also don't understand, you know, again, part A, part B, part D, and, and what makes somebody qualify for any of these. So if we take, go back to my, you know, simplistic analogy of the car, uh -huh. the federal government determines your eligibility for federal Medicare. You get eligible by age, by mm -hmm. the fact that you've been resident in the United States legally for five years. You get eligible because of the taxes that you've paid. From there, mm -hmm. that determines your eligibility of what parts to part A and part B that you're eligible for when they can begin. And then from that point, you have the commercials, which is basically describing possible ways of dealing with the safety features that you would want to have at the price point that you would want to have them. And let me just say that I don't, I've actually have a YouTube channel on them on a channel, which is named after the book, Maximize Your Medicare. Okay. On the channel, I'm actually examine the commercials themselves, which is, I don't find that the commercials to be wrong, meaning factually incorrect. The challenge for consumers is to determine which of the factors of which there are many right. are the important ones for the person to make the decision, whether or not you're calling the 1-800 number or that website, whether you're calling GH2 benefits and our way of expl explaining, taking you through, through the interchange of all of the different moving parts and the timing, the execution of them are all there. I'll just address one other thing here, Alan, which is okay. you're not sure how the people are compensated. And like ourselves, for example, with a particular plan, the seller, the carrier, the health insurance company will compensate us at a fixed number that we do not control. So for example, in California, that'll be X dollars. In Florida, that's a different number of dollars. In here in Ann Arbor, another different number. Things that we don't control, we do not set it. It does not change the consumer's prices at all. Now, the prices will change based on where you live, the cost of healthcare services in your area. That Those price points are influenced by different number of factors, not by GH2 benefits, not by J. Just wanted to make that point clear. All right. And, you know, you just what you just said, uh, we have a question that came in and I think that it might be similar to to what you're saying right now. Hmm. And again, I want to thank those people that take the time to send in questions and comments. Um, you know, that is what we want to do is to get your questions answered. This one reads, my mother is about to enroll in Medicare and we are hoping she will finally come to live with us next year, which means she will be changing states from New Jersey to um, Minnesota. Uh, our family is a bit spread out and she may also be going to stay with some of them for a month or so at a time. Um, you know, can you explain any complexities that may arise with this sort of situation? And does your book discuss a multi-living situation such as this? And this is from uh, Anna Lee in uh, Minnesota. It's an outstanding question because it's very clear that for persons that are, are turning 65, you've got friends in your age division, and this is a topic, whether or not be at happy hour or a senior coffee hour, 
your healthcare costs and health insurance, Medicare, a very, very, you know, popular topic that I can, you can just walk by the table and hear this being said. I don't intervene because that's not the way that I work. But anyway, uh, very importantly, the support system around seniors is something that Jay has not done well. In, in other words, if I, I don't sit and you know, congratulate myself on a daily what what can I do better? And this mm -hmm. question by your audience member is an outstanding one because of the fact that many times adult age children are tasked with helping administer their senior parents' long list, laundry list of administrative, life's administrative matters. And we're not going to solve sexism, you know, sexism that exists everywhere. Candidly speaking, this ends up in the responsible female adult slap. Uh, and directly to your question, the answer is yes, there, it does become complex. And yes, the book addresses it. And in, again, back to video, if you will, YouTube on the YouTube channel, I actually have a separate video talking about moving about the fact that the coverage that you would want to have in different locations can be affected by the safety features that you choose. So you'll want to have that as one of your inputs while choosing a safe the set of safety features, absolutely. And that then becomes a question about, okay, where's your permanent residence going to be? Minnesota, for example, I can tell you this, my own mother lives in Minnesota. Uh, and so that will differ. The, the selection of plans, the selection of safety features does change from Minnesota, for example, to West Virginia. They will look different. The prices will be different. And so you're going to want to have an eye out on both locations, multiple locations, all at the same time, especially if you already know this in advance. Okay. Now, is it is it similar to the way taxation is done in the sense that um, where your your primary residence is wherever you spend six months and one day at? Yes. So that's a very good question. So you have to have an established permanent residence. That's right. what federal Medicare will know it as. And for example, a person receiving their Social Security check that would be on file. From there, while federal Medicare prices don't change based off your location, the safety features, they absolutely do, even if they have the same name, even if they have the same name. So it's that when you move from Florida to Texas and you had carrier number three plan X, even if you believe that it was going to be the same, the price may be different the little nuances can be different. All right. Um, the book is called Maximize Your Medicare, Qualify for, Benefit, Qualify for Benefits and Protect Your Health and Minimize Your Cost. Um, and again, as I've been going through the book, it's a great book. It is really enlightening in regards to helping people figure out what is a very complicated situation. Uh, our guest is J.O. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Answers Network. Founded over 30 years ago to meet the needs of families in crisis. 
Westfield has continually focused on resolving issues that negatively impact families and businesses. Our signature therapeutic transportation service helps to ensure that adolescents in crisis are safely transported to specialized schools, programs, and treatment centers with unsurpassed experience and success. We are supported by our full-service licensed investigation agency that has legally, professionally, and compassionately located hundreds of runaways and teens. We are experienced and qualified to help, offering solutions which may include referrals to our international network of top professionals in the fields of educational consulting, psychology, psychiatry, and investigations. Simply put, Westfield Adolescent Services and Westfield Investigations are the best solutions when your family is facing a personal crisis. Call 1-800-899-8585, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's 1-800-899-8585, or visit our website at westshield.com. Thank you. And we're back. Uh, we are talking with J.O., and we are talking about your health care benefits and so much more. Um, Jay, when I was going through the book, uh, one of the things that I saw was you talk about increasing benefits each year. Well, this wasn't something that I was aware of, and uh, it actually um, made me want to, to learn more about that part of it uh, because I've heard people uh, complain you know, I've, I've been in the gym and I'm working out with some of the guys and stuff. And, you know, they're talking about how they're not getting any more money. So it sounds like there is a way to do this wrong and not get more money or a way to do it right and get an increase in benefits every year. Is that correct? So what has happened here, Alan, is a commercial dynamic, meaning that the sellers, health insurance companies are fully aware of the size of the and importance of the population more than 16 million Medicare beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. And so in every location, Medicare Advantage plans, which are usually the topic of the commercials that you see on TV, mm -hmm. are increasing in nature. For example, in Tampa, Florida, over a hundred plants, a hundred, more than a hundred plants available to people who live in the greater Tampa area that what can happen is due to the intense competition, the benefits are improving for individuals if they understand the nuances of the plans. So I would part, that is part of the dynamic. It's part of one of the other most important takeaways of the book, which is due to the fact that there is this intense competition due to the fact that the federal government continues to pay Medicare Advantage carriers more every year, or it has been recently, mm -hmm. that the difference between Medigap and Medicare Advantage has narrowed notably, notably. And therefore you can have extra benefits as part of Medicare Advantage plans, ones that don't exist, for example, in a Medigap plan. That is certainly a dynamic that has you know, occurred since the time that I decided to write the book and the evolutions of the book and to today. I don't expect that trend to reverse. Okay. Um, uh, how does it differ for those that are still working versus those that retire? So 
when you talked about Medi uh, Humana, it used to be a website and that site no longer exists, but I sat on a panel of three, myself and two colleagues answering questions from consumers around the country. And that was the top question that under which situation, if I'm full-time working, can I, do I have to enroll in Medicare? Can I delay in Medicare? Am I gonna be penalized? So if you are the full-time employee, full-time, and you have health insurance as sponsored by your employer, you can delay enrollment in Medicare. Now you talked about the parts and you know probably beyond the scope of our time here together, there are multiple moving parts of Medicare Part A, Part B prescription. What I would, would say is that many people enroll in Part A, which has no premium. It is $0 a month. It is provided through the federal government. You qualified as a result of, of your taxes that you've paid through your lifetime. Many people enroll in that. Again, there are complications and nuances for persons who have particular HSA accounts, for example, is one reason. There are very complicated uh, taxation matters. I'm not an accountant, but I'm raising the sensitivity to these, these taxation matters. And then there's a question about Part B, which provides services, meaning doctor's visits, MRI, blood tests when for example that your doctor may order that is separate that's accompanied by a premium you can delay part b if you are the full-time employee working and covered by group sponsored health insurance that is all possible and then that is what ends up happening one of the very complicated things about medicare is there's a set of things that you can do there may be a different set of things of what you should do. And that becomes a private, personal matter. Right. Um, well, and, and but to me, that's that's where I think it's good to have a consultant like yourself, to have somebody, you know, it's, we can usually find the information about what we can or have to do, um, but what we should do isn't necessarily always available to us. It, and it, it will vary wildly from household to household, location to location. It's why I appreciated the question that from the person in Minnesota, because the access to healthcare providers may be a very important topic to that person. It to Miss Perfect or Mr. Perfect, who never has a health problem, for example, right? It's lower on the priority list compared to the money saved. And that is not my role to judge how you should a person, how a consumer, our clients use their own money that they've saved and earned. It is our role to say, here's how it may affect it. Now the consumer can chooses. Okay, I get it. Um, we have another question that has come in. And uh, this one uh, is a concern that I think a lot of people have. You know, unfortunately, the what we get in um, network news and stuff is very doom and gloom mm -hmm. uh, things. But you know, we're told that Social Security is going to run out, right. Medicare is going to run out, all of these right. things are going to run out. Right. Um, and this question, I think, it addresses that. And this one reads. Um, 
uh, it's just, you know, I, I keep hearing that uh, Medicare will run out in 2030. Uh, is there any truth to this? I am thinking I should do an early sign up at 62 if that is the case. Can you tell us uh, what you know and what you would recommend? And this is from Natalie. So first of all, you cannot enroll in Medicare prior to the age of 65 unless you under very special circumstances. Okay. Those special circumstances would be if you have Lou Gehrig's disease, if you have end-stage renal disease, if you have had or received Social Security disability insurance benefits for two years, then and only then can you actually even qualify for Medicare prior to the age of 65. Now, regarding the question about the solvency of the Medicare trust fund, which is really the kind of the guts of the question that Natalie asked, right. meaning that is it possible that Social Security and Medicare, you know, are insolvent? Yeah, I mean, there is that in theory, but do I lose sleep over it? I do not, to be candid with you. And the reason I simply do not is because there's a trust fund. It is funded by the federal government as mandated. The Part B is also subsidized from the federal budget, as well as Part D. Those monies, the money that funds Part B and Part D is in part funded by the federal budget on a discretionary basis. The candid practical reality is the funding of that is voted in by Congress that need to get elected office in order to vote or not vote for that discretionary budget item. So unless those persons want to be unelected overnight, the idea that there would not be the allocation to those line items, I find very, very improbable, very improbable. Not enough that I lay awake at, at night thinking what happens if the Medicare system becomes bankrupt. There are many, many, there's a long list of issues regarding the level of debt in the United States at the federal government level, of which this is one of a long laundry list. But individually, that's not the one that I focus on, no. Yeah, and and I think that what Natalie was referring to when she was thinking, I mean, I, I think she, she said exactly what she said, but she, she somebody may have told her about the fact of being able to choose to get social security at 62. Right. Yeah. No, that. Yeah. And, and, but at the same time, and I think, and we just had somebody on and we talked about that mm. of which, and so speaking to Natalie, uh, if you are thinking about doing this for your social security, um, what, what this other guest had said was a really bad idea uh, to get it at, um, you know, if, if you're in relatively good health, Getting it at 62 is is not a good uh, mathematical financial decision, is what I believe the other guests said. Uh, and from a financial planning standpoint, Jay, would you agree with that? Well, I think that it was very enlightening that, and you remembered the key fact, which is that you started the sentence with "if you're in good health." Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Meaning, that, and you can understand why I insist. In fact, our financial planning clients. I insist on starting with the knowledge of someone's health background, meaning sure, yeah. because it affects every calculation, every projection, every recommendation that we would make for people. 
Mr. Perfect life expectancy than a person who has had a very serious set of medical issues or have, have incurable disease. So as a result, the ripple effects are everywhere. Regarding the exact timing of social security, I think now that while not wrong, meaning that yes, if you want to be, if you're Mr. Average, but directly on the average, or miss average directly on the average, then yes, the math plays out that in fact, that delaying social security does result in more money. If the further that you can afford to defer receiving social security benefits. Mm -hmm. there, from there, the number of nuances is, is many, Alan, because as you may or may not know, a large number of people in the United States live on Social Security alone, that the function of that dollar is too urgent to make it viable to delay. So you see what I'm saying? In other words, yeah. we've got this push and pull between the math of the average versus the practical reality of the person, the, the priority set of the person and their timing on that urgency of the use of that extra dollar. That part, again, is a conversation between ourselves and the client. Of course, it makes sense. Um, one of the other things you, you touch on in the book is um, you talk a little bit about ACA and, and how we can make ACA enhancements, uh, how it can change our retirement decision-making uh, plan or the path that we choose. Uh, share with us some of that. Beyond the scope, the exact scope of the book, but certainly within the umbrella of the things that we do at GH2 and benefits is that the most dramatic change here for me, even more dramatic than Medicare, is the idea that Medicaid expansion, which is not Medicaid, but it's really government assistance towards lowering your health insurance premium is a feature which exists that many people do not explore fully. And as a result, if they did, that the results are so dramatic that it could entirely change your retirement decision and maybe the, it's best via example. Sure. A, a couple living in the greater floor in Florida, they wanted to retire early. They weren't certain that they could afford to. However, they had a particular financial structure set up. And as a result, they were able to get health insurance for themselves for two to $300 a month, where the full sticker price where they lived is easily $1,500 a month, easily. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about a married couple, that is more than $20,000 of money a year that they're not paying in premium and still having health insurance. That's great. Um, and you, when you just brought up that example as a married couple, um, what are some of the differences? Um, you know, we're, we, we learned at an early age that there are differences as it relates to taxes. What are some of the differences for those that are married versus those that are not as it relates to um, uh, health care or yeah, yeah, health insurance? So first under Medicare, it does not matter, meaning that health insurance, health, Medicare matters, their selection process is an individual one. 
That said, your premiums can be affected by household taxes, your household taxable income. And this is why I have been spending a lot of time with other disciplines, with other professionals in ancillary related disciplines to describe these interactions that now all of a sudden not only is tax in because of the fact that part b premiums are affected by your your tax your aca premium is affected by your taxable income the ripple effects are all the way to portfolio strategy so as a result you can see the fact that what <clears throat> what people thought of as a side thought or oh yeah i have to take care of my medicare well, the reality is the ripple effects go all the way to what people thought of as their most important factor now all of a sudden gets interrupted because there are all these other moving factors, mm -hmm. taxes being one, and as a result, ripple <clears throat> to life. Mm -hmm. um, we've got another question coming in, uh, and this one's coming in right now, and, um, <clears throat> and it's very interesting. Uh, so this is coming in from Carl in California, and it reads, um, uh, is there any way through um, um, Medicare to be able to get coverage for any form of holistic medicine? It says, my, my naturopath doctor who I see um, recommends a variety of things that, um, that my normal um, medical insurance is not covering. Uh, is there a way to get that covered? And if not, do you see that changing anytime in the future? As of right now, we don't see coverage of these type of homeopathic therapies as being approved by federal Medicare. So a couple of nuances here. <clears throat> First of all, as times change, certainly Medicare Advantage can be used depending on the plan, to, ba to basically provide extra benefits. Could that, in theory, be used? The answer to that is yes. Do we have evidence today? The answer is no. Okay. Uh, for example, there are homeopathic medications, for example, where, and a very popular one is for hypothyroidism. And without getting into specifics, it's not covered by Medicare Part D. That said, the world is changing. For example, the idea of acupuncture mm -hmm. being covered 10, 20 years ago, I'm sure it was a non-starter. But as a result of times changing, people's you know practices changing and more knowledge being assimilated into society, can they be flexed to include that? The answer to that is yes. We, it's simply that we don't have that in effect today. Okay. Yeah. It, as I was thinking about it, about that question, I was thinking that as far as the term conversion of benefits, I know that I've, I've counseled with parents in the past on how to get conversion of benefits for their child to go to a, a particular program versus a, a medical facility where they can, where it costs less, and yet um, there is the strong belief that they will get far greater results. Um, and it seems to be it's a it's a mathematical equation. 
to to the insurance company if you can show them that it's going to cost them less uh, and get better results that sometimes you can you can get that taken care of does that sound about right i think that we do have efforts that along that same rationale and logic today which is that for example medicare advantage plans and this is not to say that today that i'm saying that medicare advantage is superior to medigap there are differences beyond today sitting on youtube sitting inside the book that you cannot overcome so you need to understand these differences but are medicare advantage carriers working so that you have towards the concern of someone's overall health therefore thereby the result being that overall your health care cost requirements will decline that of course is a mutual goal one obviously for the carrier who does not have to then pay and also for the policy owner, one who has a better setup for themselves. <clears throat> Jay, I got to tell you, I, I I wish we had another hour because uh, uh, I I love all the information that you're giving. Now, for everybody out there, uh, if you're watching or you're listening and you have questions, Jay, uh, you mentioned that you have uh, uh, your own YouTube channel. Uh, how can they get to the YouTube channel? There are, Alan. The reality is, is that uh, you know we have a lot of a lot of free resources. Okay. There's a free newsletter. There's okay. a free newsletter, and it is my name J A E O H dot Substack dot com. There's a both a free and paid version. In addition to that, there's a YouTube channel, which is called Maximize Your Medicare. My name. And someone looks suspiciously looks like me will also appear on these videos. <laughs> and uh, the reality, and I, I would just say they're good and interesting in the sense that they do give you the accurate fragments of information. I do caution persons. It is my concern about us as a whole, meaning that their complete answer in a 10 minute video just almost impossible you can see that we've talked for almost the better part of an hour we've covered a fraction and a small fraction of the number of moving parts and that's just even for a single person so the notion that you're going to be able to watch one of my 10 minute videos and say i've got medicare figured out i find that very difficult to believe and that's why i did actually have the book because meaning you have a consolidated strategy a consolidated approach using one chef if you will mm -hmm. right if you have mexican food mixed with italian food <laughs> what food do you have you see yeah. this All way right. you have a consolidated approach 